I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, or whenever you're listening to this. It's Malls, and it's episode 54 of Please Advise. Guys, I have some things that I wrote down in my notebook this week when I was stoned, but someone's calling me. That's really weird. Who is it? It's Morgan Murphy's calling me. Morgan, hold on. Let me see if I can answer. What's up? What's happening? Um, I'm recording my podcast right now, and you're on it. Yeah. Um, uh, what's going on, girl? Uh, nothing. Um, my dog was playing with a lobster toy that we got him because uh, he had an old lobster toy that was yours. Yeah, and Charlie. I was pretty excited about that. But, girl, uh, wait. So, it. did you, are you, you were fostering that dog. Did you officially adopt him? Yeah, I adopted him. Oh, um, congratulations. I, him I adopted him. Yeah, he's amazing. What's his name? Jack. Oh, girl, so cute. Yeah, he's pretty cool. What are you doing? Um, I'm having a cigarette and I'm watching my dog sleep. Oh, that's Charlie at your place. Pretty, pretty exciting. Uh, yeah, I'm at my place watching a little CNN. Okay. And, uh, my dog sleep and uh, yeah, that's about it. I thought I'd call you and catch up. Well, can I give you a call a little bit later? I'll call you on the ride home. Please do. Girl, Please do. I not- got my card, my weed card. I'm So I'll call you on my way to the... How dis- exciting! Are you going to use speed weed for delivery? Because uh, it really, it's really uh, quite easy. Do they got the bomb gummies? 
Yeah, and they um, deliver, and they've got a lot of good pre-rolled stuff and edibles, like, you know, like K-cup coffees you can put in your machine and stuff like that. Oh, I want to try that coffee thing. Yeah, I heard that was Girl. Girl. Uh, I want to get a part-time job at a dispensary. Do you want to help me figure out how to do that? Uh, yeah, you can do it. It's one by me where it's like always like just like two girls and they give you uh, all your weed in uh, pink containers. Oh, that's really cute. It's like mostly like cute Hispanic girls with like no eye makeup. Well, no, see, that's the thing is that you have to like know somebody and it's always like cute Hispanic girls. And like as much as I would love to say I am one, I'm just not. Yeah, but you know what? I feel like you could, I feel like I feel like they would welcome you. I could charm you. We should go in there one day. Girl, you you should get a job with me. We could have little part-time jobs working at a dispensary. Yeah. All right. Well, I love you. I'll call you back later. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, guys. Sorry. So, um... That was a phone call with my friend Morgan Murphy, and now it's going to be things that I wrote down in my notepad when I was done. By the way, hi, Christina Lopez. Hi. Um, I noticed that your plant is deeply malnourished this week. Yeah, um, I forgot to water him, so he's looking a little depressed, but he'll be fine. I watered him this morning. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, Oh, okay, so these are some things I wrote down. Uh, I think I could win The Bachelor. I just, I think I can. And I thought that this week, and I just wanted to write down and share that with you guys. I think I could win The Bachelor. Like, I don't, I'm not very familiar with the show, except the only season I watched was the Juan Pablo season because I had to do for work. Yeah. Um, it, it seems like it's very, like, what would your strategy be? Would you turn the girls against each other? Would you be that girl? Or? No, I'd just be a total sweetheart. And I'd make people LOL. Would you want to win The Bachelor or would you want to come runner up so that you could be The Bachelor? I think I'd want to, honestly, I think I'd be the Courtney Robertson of my season. Um, okay, so this is a quote. It's, um, I'm probably bi as fuck. And that's from a dream I had where um, a friend of mine sent a mass email out to our entire friend group coming out as bi but didn't include me and this apparently happened like two years like two years ago in my dream and then she told me like oh yeah I sent out a mass email telling everyone I'm bi but I didn't include you because I just like didn't feel ready to tell you and I was like okay but like you literally sent out a mass email that's really like kind of like fucked up and I'm a good friend to you and I want you to think about why it is you wouldn't include me on that email. I'm probably biased fuck. Okay. So then I, that just really like it sat with me because I woke up and I was like, you know what? That's that person's business. But at the same time, pretty bold to send an entire mass email fictional scenario. I mean, what do you think? If someone sent a mass email to your entire friend group except to you saying, hey, FYI, I'm bi, and then two years later you found this out, would you not feel a little bit like, whoa, what I, the fuck? I don't know. I think I would just automatically, like, because I every time something wrong like that happens, I always look like to myself so I'm like what's wrong with me that they didn't feel comfortable to come out to me well that's what I'm saying which is that I would say like can you please really think about what it is about me that made you not include me on that email and tell me what it is that I've done to you 
please. Because that's like kind of a grage. I mean, this is granted a fictional dream scenario, but you know when you wake up really like, why? So that's what our that's what happened. That's why I wrote down. I was like stoned and I remember that and I wrote that down. Uh this guy, and it's a it's a link to a tweet. I'm gonna try and I can't figure out. I'll just maybe I'll just put that on the please advise. Then I wrote antibiotics are so fucking cheap because I had to get some antibiotics recently and they were $1.46. I was so happy. That is really cheap. I was stoned when I picked them up and I was like, damn. I was like, is this like a third world country? Like I'm killing it or a developing nation, (laughs) whatever. Um, And then I wrote, um, oh, do you remember Penny a Pound? It was like ground round. It was a restaurant where I was from. And they used to do this thing called penny a pound every winter. And like you could go in and like you would get on the scale and your meal would cost a penny for every pound that you weighed. So if you were a kid who weighed like 69 pounds, your meal was 69 cents. <laughs> How did they make a profit? I don't know. Because they, to be honest, what they're feeding kids probably cost 13 cents to make. But um, it was probably like a limited menu. But um, how torturous is that? Yeah. <laughs> like I wouldn't want to get on a public scale just to like no, get cheap food. No, it was a food. huge scale and you got weighed in front of like the entire like like where like the hostess stand was and there would always be like a waiting room because it was like a ground round where like alcoholics would drink at the bar and like college kids would eat like the free popcorn and get pitchers of beer and they'd be like families. And you could also get Sundays in a in a Red Sox hat. I would just slip the waitress $5 and be like, I refuse to get on the scale. Here's just the $5 for the sake of like the meal. I don't care how much I weigh and I pay like 10 times more than what I'm actually like getting. Right. I just pay the $5 just to avoid that. Or I would just probably avoid the restaurant altogether. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, like, I was not in control of my life. I was seven. No, I know. Yeah. So, like, my... The only thing you can do in that age is, like, throw a fit. All you can do. And I think that I would be, like, really sulky when we were going there. But I did like that you could get a Sunday in a a Red Sox hat, in a little plastic Red Sox hat. And I think they had good French fries. I don't know why I wrote this down, but it it just says my brother died in a futon accident. I don't know why it says that. (laughs) This is, uh, oh, this is uh, something I remembered I said to an in- an intern. I was sending to go get me a costume once for a party. And I uh, wrote in the email, I remember, I can be a horse or whatever. Just get me something with a face hole so I can drink. <laughs> Priorities. Dude, that is so inappropriate to send to an employee. Oh, and then this was nice. This was just obviously me spacing out. I said, doing this podcast has reminded me of how much I love people. Because it's true. Like, I, like I it's the opposite for me. fucking <laughs> love like these people that call and are so like vulnerable and weird and just strange. And I just I love that. And I love our guests. And I love Chrissy the front turn, even though she's very problematic. Yeah, I know. She's back in rehab, you guys. Yeah. It never ends. Never ends. Um, no, one of the things that like doing this podcast has helped me realize is that like everyone has the same problems as me. Like every yeah. like self doubt, every single like you know self consciousness. Like 
it just reminds me that like, oh yeah, we all kind of have the same problems regardless of where we come from. And we're all self-conscious. I'm just the first to admit it. Kanye yeah. West. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, loving people brings me to our lovely guest today. She is a please advise super fan. She is someone that has been holding us down. She's a real ride or die, I would say. She is. She's like Letty from The Fast <clears throat> and the Furious to our Dom. And I don't know what that means, but I will say that she's a little bit of a cheerleader for us, a little bit of a mascot. We really love her. She's always there supporting us. You guys, Tina the Diva, how are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to be here. We've had this on the books for a while because we knew you were coming for your annual Disneyland trip with all your girlfriends. Mm-hmm. How many? You brought your sister, her friend. That's it. Just my sister and her friend. It was their gift. Their oh. graduation gift. Okay. But then wasn't there your friend Erica was there? She joined us. She lives here. Okay. And then who else? And then my friend Alex and her boyfriend Sam met us as well. Love it. So you guys do this every year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we found out that you were doing this because I remember even like two years ago seeing your pictures from this annual Disneyland trip. So we knew you were coming here. It was like, I just burped a little bit, Um, (laughs) but it was a weekend that we knew you were, we were going to be recording and we were like, we have to get Tina the diva in a Coenga pass studios today. So I've been saying that word wrong then. How do you say it? Coenga? Yeah, it's Coenga. It's not Kahunga. <laughs> it's Coenga. Kahunga. It's Kahunga. No, but that's how. Um, yeah. But that's also how a <laughs> GPS is say it. Yeah. And also like when you're when you're new to L.A., like I think I pronounced it Kahunga and like Los Feliz was Los Feliz because that's how you <laughs> pronounce it in Spanish. But what do I know? Sepulveda is my favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sepulveda. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> the Californians. <laughs> yes. Um, Tina, so how was Disneyland? It was really packed and crowded, but awesome. I've never actually gone in August. I've always come in July. Okay. This is the first time I came in August. What was I, a little bit different about it? It's um, a lot more I don't, congested, I guess. Just, yeah. Because I think everyone's coming for vacation right now. Yeah. It's like August is like before school starts. So they want to get all the kids in. Do you guys do mushrooms? No. No psychedelics? No. No little like Although uh, I do, do acid some, and get on so the teacup rides? I am not a person who takes any drugs or alcohol or anything. But my sister's lovely little best friend, Mickey, is a big fan of shoes. Oh, she loves shoes. And we talk about them. And we call them shoes because I told her about what you call them. Yeah, and shoes. And so the whole time she kept saying, oh, I wanted some shoes. And I was like, Girl. Yeah, I can't blame her. I would want to be on shoes, She said too. shoes would make this night a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, shoes probably would make that night a lot more <laughs> enjoyable. Shoes, for those who are just tuning in, is the please advise code for 420. Just a code for marijuana. Um, marijuana. Mary so Jane, whatever. <laughs> we're going to play our new game today. Uh, with you it's called three on three and I asked you to please prepare three reasons why you were qualified to give advice on today's show yes can you give them to me yes so so my three reasons why I believe I would be good to give advice where one I um, have worked with kids for many many years so I know a lot about life and children and parents and anything that can happen Mm -hmm. two I have um, been homeless before so I know about the struggle that life can throw you out of nowhere how long were you a, homeless for? It was when I was about 14, 15. Okay. And we, um, it was like eighth grade, ninth grade. And we moved out into a hotel for a while. And then we moved to random people's houses. And then we found transitional housing, which is a whole bunch of folks living together and helping each other out. Yeah. And then my uh, my mom was struggling with, you know, with it for a while. And then we 
Got all together by the time I was about 17. Wow. So it's a few years of struggles. Wow. And those teen years which develop you as a person. Yeah. How did you stay positive? Or did you stay positive? So I did. I've positive. always been positive. I've, I was just like, you know, someone out there has it a lot worse than me. That's wow. always how I had to view it. Or it's like also my sister at the time was four, five, six. So you're trying to keep her happy and right. be uplifting and uh, nothing's wrong. Yeah. And my mom was out there working all the time. I didn't go to school. Yeah. I stayed and take care of her. And then her best friend, Mickey, also would always come over and spend time with us. So it's so two. good that you can do that without feeling like resentful or like becoming, no. you know, like most people wouldn't be able to do that. And that's a very special quality you have, which is like another one of the reasons, one of the multi-layered reasons why we love you here is because like not only are you this great positive person, but you're someone who's dealt with such real, real shit. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And been like, you know, and, and you've taken care of your sister for so long. I mean, that's just you're the best. You're the best. You know, life throws you curveballs. You just got to go with it. Wow. Who else is going to do it? Amen. Preach. Yeah. Number three. Number three is I'm a pet owner. Okay. So I know a lot about compassion and loyalty and taking care of other people, other things. Uh-huh. Yeah. I guess. Can you tell, <laughs> tell us, us your dog's name? Yeah. Okay, on. so my first dog was given to us that he was about to be killed at a, at a kill shelter, whatever oh you God. call them. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, kill shelter. And he had no name. And at the time, my parents kept calling me Squirt, and it really pissed me off. And so I called him Squirt. Uh-huh. So they could no longer call me Squirt. So that was that dog. And then sure. my second dog was a beagle who uh, someone who was joining the military gave him to us because she couldn't handle it anymore. And I named her Zoe Dog Chanel. <laughs> After the famous Zoe De Chanel, because I am a big fan, and I was watching Elf, and she was on the TV, and I was like, "Hey, love." And my newest dog, who you guys actually advised me to guess, go out and get one, is Callie O'Malley from Grey's Anatomy. I love that. And every time my favorite, my favorite, favorite. Every time I watch Grey's Anatomy with my dog, I go, "Callie, it's Callie," and (laughs) she looks so pissed. Like she's like, "I'm gonna kick you in the face." Opening a diet handsome salon. Oh yes. Why did you name her after Callie? You just like Callie's always my fave. She's yeah. just awesome. And I'm I'm a plus size person and she I don't think she's anymore, but she was in the beginning. And she had this confidence. And I was like, Yes, it's okay to be plus size. Yeah. So I've always loved her. I really love the actress that plays her, Sada Ramirez. Yes. Um I follow her on Twitter. Me and, too. And Instagram. She's tweeted me before. Oh my god. Ah. Everyone tweets me. I'm famous. Oh okay. I'm oh at, yeah. I'm at malls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. We're here right now. I mean, come on, famous. Went from just tweeting her obnoxiously met- one day to now we're pals. Oh, Super awesome. good pals. And also, you're here with the famous Christina Lopez. <laughs> yes. Wow. And, and she- Franklin the Plan. When Christina followed me, I almost shit my pants. Oh really? I was like, it's happening. Well, I'm so glad you didn't shit your pants. <laughs> um, continuing, we had to do uh, the third part of three on three where I you three questions so one how would you describe your personality i would say my personality is like 80 percent halloween 10 percent sparkle and 10 percent sass okay <laughs> i love that what what do you mean by halloween i'm dark and twisty you are i really okay, am Meredith. i really am though <laughs> like i have so many dark layers no one sees because i'm so bubbly but the shit comes out sometimes well i mean you've been through a lot so that's totally yeah. understandable like i i have okay something creepy i do i have teddy bears named after psycho killers okay it's like i have a michael myers bear uh-huh like it, fake kill, fake ones no like celebrity like not like celebrity uh, movie killers like oh. i have michael myers is one of my teddy bears right but i was saying like, there's no like charles manson teddy no bear. no okay. But no. like, okay. I live for the horror films and horror shit, and I like looking up real life murders. Like the Green River Killer happened in Washington. I was all about that life. Yeah, 
I was like, not in LA. I was like, oh my god. I love true crime myself. I have to say. Yeah. Oh well, speaking of which, you should actually listen to. Um, there's another. I'm making a podcast recommendation. Um, Karina Longworth does. Uh, you must remember this, and she's been doing the Charles Manson murders all Ooh. season. It's been like such riveting stuff. So if you're into serial killers and yeah, Hollywood history, definitely give that a listen. Definitely part of my dark and twisty side. Yeah. Um, okay. Two. Write that down for me. What fictional character would you most uh, do you most identify with? What fictional character does it? Um, fictional, maybe like oh, Peter Pan. Okay, <laughs> doesn't ever want to grow up. I want to have fun forever. Yeah, oh, interesting choice. Love it. Number three. <laughs> what was the best sexual or romantic encounter of your life? Oh my. No, I don't have a lot, just so we're clear. Doesn't just, matter. Doesn't mean no. that there's not a, a really I best I think the, one. the best romantic situation I've ever had was super sad and like such a long time ago. I was 21. Uh-huh. And I, sorry, I went on a date with a guy and all he did was hold my hand and tell me how pretty I was. Aww. That's really sweet. It never really happens because guys are just all about let's get into bed and, you know, bye. Yeah. But yeah. That is so romantic. What happened to this man? He um, got married to someone else I know. Life fucking blows, man. I mean, it's great. You know. These are the things that define us. It you just know? rolls. Listen, even Halle Berry has, has had problems with men. So. It just rolls. <laughs> oh I wouldn't have had problems. It's yeah, just, no, I haven't. Kidding? No one is exempt from this torture in no. some ways, you know? No yeah. one is. It really is sad. I mean, honestly, I think beautiful people probably even have the most problems. Yeah. Look at like, Jennifer Aniston. I mean, yeah. Gorge. <laughs> And um, but you know what? Actually, I don't really think she's ever really had problems. I just think that's all like tabloid shit. I bet Jennifer Aniston is like loving life. I, I mean, I would if I, I was there. I'd be like Malibu. I'd be so happy to have her hair, like to have that full head of hair at her age. Here's the thing: is that there's this <laughs> assumption that being married to Brad Pitt is like the best thing in the world. Like that's the assumption: is that like oh, you're missing out on the best thing in the world. And, like, in reality, no one is the best person to be married to. So, like, first, I mean, first of all, you can't, a man can't be stolen. He has to want to be stolen. So there's an undesirable trait in him there in and of itself, too. Like, he obviously, like, apparently if kids were the issue between him and Jennifer, that's a, that's something that they should have discussed before getting married. So it was an imperfect marriage. Like, I – and she's steadily dated guys since then. Like, not everyone's goal is to get married, you know? I don't think that she's been this, like, scorned woman. Anyway, Tina – can you just quickly, before we start the uh, Please Advise show, can you just tell me about your wrist tattoos real quick? Okay. Well, I have two tattoos, one on my left wrist, which is lyrics from the Katy Perry song Teenage Dream. It's No Regrets, Just Love. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked that one because the song is amazing. I don't know if you guys like Katy Perry. I like that song. Yeah. I like that album. Yeah. That song is very like live in the moment, have fun, be young forever. It, like the thing about that song is that it really captures a certain essence of like that youthful mm-hmm. like love and mm-hmm. like excitement. Just makes you feel like In you're- a four minute song. Oh. It's amazing. Yeah. I really like that song. Yes. So I got those lyrics. One, because the song's awesome. Two, because it's a good way to live. Like, mm-hmm. don't have any regrets. Just go with it. Love everything. Love everybody. 
And my second tattoo on my right wrist is Let Go and Just Be Free. And it's lyrics from her song Unconditionally, mm-hmm. which I think are not, is a beautiful song. It's off her album Prism. It's actually number three on the album. If you wanted to pull it out, I can for you. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I got that tattoo because people in life hold grudges on like their past. And I've had a dark past, but I'm like, let go of it. What will be what will be. Just be free. And that's not what her song means, but that's what I wanted to fucking mean. Yeah, so. that's, art is. I think art is open for interpretation. Yeah, like if I were to get a Katy Perry lyric tattooed on my wrist, it'd be um, like Daisy Dukes bikinis on top. Yes, because that, that means like to me that's just like freedom and like fun summer fun, and I love summer. So me too. Um, I have no you- idea what lyric I would get. <laughs> that's um, what I was just trying to. That's why I was making that face. Can I give you one? Yeah. Oh, let me give you one. Okay. How about coming at you like a dark horse? Ooh, okay. I like that. Yeah, because you're going <laughs> strong. Exactly. Yes. Not because I'm brown. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Well, maybe a little bit. Yeah. All right. Let's take our calls. Hi, Malls. Um, this is Jess. I'm 24 and I live in New Jersey. Um, I called to ask about some advice about how to, um, I guess, make your friends feel better when they're grieving or when they're in a really tough situation and how do you show empathy and sympathy. Um, The situation I'm in is um, my boyfriend, who is a professional photographer, um, he recently injured his hand pretty badly and um, he he cut his hand really badly and um, uh, cut some of his nerves. So uh, part of his hand is numb, and uh, because he's a professional photographer, his income depends on this hand and being able to feel in it, and um, he's been feeling really down about it lately. Um, and I, I just I just don't know how to comfort him, really. Um, I've always had that problem. Like, say, a friend, they, their grandmother died, and wouldn't know how to comfort them. I would feel really badly for them, but I just didn't know how to express it in words. And I feel like that's what my boyfriend really needs right now, just from um, comforting words, things like that. And I just don't know how to express that. So um, if you could help me, I don't know, give me some advice on expressing that kind of empathy and sympathy to other people, that would be really helpful. Um, Yeah, thanks for your help. Well, grieving... You know, other people's grieving, it's always really hard to know what to say. For me, I always find it incredibly difficult when someone loses someone close to them or, you know, has a serious accident or something. Like, how how do you even begin to find the words? But it doesn't make me a little bit nervous that you keep using the words empathy and sympathy because I do hope that you do naturally feel very badly that your boyfriend's dream of being a photographer as well as his main source of income is potentially at permanent risk. Um, that's a really big deal. I hope that you naturally feel really bad about that. Um, I personally think all you can say is I'm here for you. I'm sorry you're going through this. I mean, what do you think? Tina. Sometimes like when something like that happens, less I think is more. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's easier to just give a hug and just be like, I know this is awful. We'll get through it. Don't give reasons of things they can do or just, just less is more because they're already thinking in their head a thousand miles a minute. Yeah, the last thing happening. a lot of people like is like, 
hey, let's go to, like do something. Like, let's get you out of this funk. Yeah. Like a lot don't of people worry. don't want to be out of that funk. Like no one wants to go play mini golf to get over the fact that they're like, you know, grandma's dead. No one wants to do that. So let people just say, I'm here for you. What do you want to do? If you want to, if you want to do something, if you want to stay and watch a movie, if you want me to fuck off, let me know. Any of those things are fine, but just know that I'm here. Kind of it. I've kind of had the opposite, um, like, response because I've had had people tell me like, "Oh, don't just offer nothing. Like, say something specific. Like, let's do something. Let's get out of the house." I've had people tell me that they want that. But if I they mean, decline that, though, like that's fine. I they mean, can I know that, that when like, my grandparents died, my mom especially had a really hard time with who the guy she did wind up marrying. He was her boyfriend at the time, mm-hmm. and um. She dumped him because she was so tired of him being like, all right, like, you know, I got us like Celtics tickets. Let's like go out, get out, have a little bit of fun. And yeah. she was like, I don't want to go have fun. Yeah. So but- you really have to listen to their needs, I guess is my point. Yeah. Everyone grieves differently. differently, And um, that's why I wish as friends we had contingency, contingency plans yeah. so that like we knew in the event of something happening – in case, like, this is how I react. This is how. But then again, you don't really know how you're going to react also, going into that. Also, so case by case. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, you don't know how you're going to feel when this thing happens. Like, when you go through a breakup, you could want a pan of brownies and, like, ten rom-coms. Or when you, you know, when someone dies, like, you could want to be alone in a dark room for six months. Yeah. And, the, and so, yeah, I think it's really just communicate. With yeah. that person and like, but don't overly communicate. People tend to hear things and if you notice any like shocking behavior, like if your boyfriend starts to like really retreat, then that's when you like maybe talk to him about different options for his life. But um, yeah, uh, I mean, I guess I, I the reason why you don't know how to do this, I think, is because it's not it's not an easy thing to do. I don't know. I mean. It's hard to get over like when that's your passion and that's when you're, you're li- that's been his life's goal and it's gone like both his passion and his source of income he has to rethink his entire life trajectory and you might have to give him the space to kind of deal with that um and he has to grieve that loss. I was just going to say that is a death in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. All the stages of grief have to be there now. Yeah. Not and- to mention he's in pain. Like physical pain which is that he lost nerve feeling yeah so that's i have nerve problems with my legs and that's just like there's a firing feeling like a shooting feeling so yeah Yeah. pain on top of sadness top of anger probably yeah oh yeah no because when you don't feel well you know it it just take yeah god it's just one of those things that when you're in a relationship there's and it's not and, and the person that you love is going through something that you can't control and can't really understand you can be um sympathetic but if you haven't gone through it you can't understand it you kind of just have have to ride out the storm and it's going to be rough for a while but just have faith that you two are going to work it out and just try to be there for them the best that you can so short answer blow jobs next call hi malls christina guests be christy and my house plant um I'm Laura. I'm 30 in New York. I love the show. Keeps me company at work. I work with my hands, so, you know, keeps me from mentally going someplace really fucked up. Uh, I don't really have any problems, thank God, but I do have a recurring one when I religiously listen to your, the pod, which is 
Um, some issues with uh, do you fear that? Because I want to just wonder if people fear men crying in public or clown porn. So just got to be uh, that I think about it all the time. I wonder if other people do, and I wonder if people fear that. Um, love you. Been a fan. Been a follower for years, and I don't think I can really adequately express that besides doing an impression of my mother's Western Massachusetts accent. So, Malls, do you fear men crying in public? Maybe your answer is, yeah, yeah, oh, God, yeah, yeah. Bye. Girl, how fucking trippy that you should say this because I was literally laying in my bed this week being like, dude, when it's like a chick guest, I should be asking men in public. Why don't I do that? And I and to be honest, the answer is I I probably was just like being spacey. Uh, I don't know why I haven't done that, but yeah, I actually do fear that. Actually, as a producer, I probably should have stepped in and said something about that too. But I never thought about that. But it's actually more I'm actually more afraid of being with a man crying. See, here's in public. the thing: is that when we first made that list, I actually made it for Neve. So it still does have a parenthetical after it in real life, not on the show. That's how our our list reads the exact same as it did the first time I wrote it. So, um, good call. Yes, we're on the same page. Posy vibes. Tina, do you have any thoughts on do you fear that? I love the do you fear that. You do? I, I love how some people blow through it and I'll say yes, they fear it. Or some say no. But I also want to know like a little bit like, you know, why is it they fear certain things? They just say yes and they go on. Yes. And wait, no, yeah. did she say clown porn? Yes, she did say clown porn. Well, also, just definitely back, did. Back well, to Tina's point, like sometimes like we do tell them to expand mm-hmm. and they expand when they feel, when yeah. they actually have an excuse for feeling There's sometimes too. I'm like, why? Why is that what you fear? And like, yeah. I can't ask them because it's a freaking podcast. <laughs> and I'm sitting in my classroom quietly listening. You should just tweet at them. I Aggressively will. tweet. Um, no, will. but wait. The re- I think because clowns are on the list... I feel like it's implied that if you're afraid of clowns, you're afraid of clown porn. And if you're not afraid of clowns, you're probably not afraid of it. You're just confused by it. Well, no, because you have a you scared of little people porn, but you don't yes. have little people. Are you scared of little people? No, I think I, little I people have porn. Little people porn to me seems more specific because. It's being afraid of little people is just kind of basic, but being afraid of little people in a sexual setting seems less basic. Yes, I see what you're saying. It's a very, very, I mean, I know there is a percentage of the population who count little people as a, a genuine fear, uh, but I don't know if they're, they roll in my circle. Um, oh, you made us laugh really hard. We all had a hearty chuckle when you hollered at the houseplant. Did, oh, yeah, did yeah, she yeah. holla at Jackson? The ultimate YOLO? That's what we're calling Jackson now, by the way. The ultimate, ultimate YOLO. Because he is. I mean, God knows. I like it. Maybe we, So are we adding the do you fear men and clown porn to the do you fear that? No, or? I'm not doing clown porn. But okay. I will I will say men if it's if it if it um I will I will say the sexual orientation that the person who I'm talking to is interested in. Get well, it? You would have to know that in advance. So sometimes you don't know what their sexual orientation is. My guests? Yeah. I usually know my guests well enough that I have, that I have, yeah. 
Have we had a guest on that I haven't had an intimate knowledge of well, their sexual orientation? Like, uh, some, you you never know because like we don't know. There there have been people that we've had on that aren't aren't friends of the show like that way. Like close like friends. who? Sam Mags. Okay, but I knew she had a boyfriend. That that doesn't mean she's straight. No, it doesn't mean she's straight. But I know that that means she's the least interested in men. Right. But you can ask either either gender. I think. Right, but I think that that's overcomplicating things. I would say, let's say, because she's in a relationship with a man, we can simplify it. We don't have to ask her the pronoun of the pronoun of the sexual orientation she's most interested. I mean, look, yes, could it could it get really really complicated? It could, but I think that for the nature of what the game is. I think that's simple enough, right? I mean, unless someone has a suggestion for all the different ways we could ask someone that same question. I just think it's like open to all genders. It'd be interesting to see the difference between like, are you afraid more of men crying in public or being with a woman who's crying in public? Well, because I am sexually attracted to men, I am more afraid of men crying in public. Yes. Because, like, what if it's, it's a girl? I'm like, oh, girl, like, girl, why are you crying? Like, <laughs> but if it's a guy, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I hope I never get pregnant with your kid. <laughs> I think straight guys are would be. Whoa. Sorry. I, I think straight guys would be a, a more afraid of being with another dude who's crying in public. Than Possibly, being with a woman because they probably women, already. But I think with women, it's it's a dip. First of all, women are more outwardly emotional, correct? But the nature of the question, I believe, is like, do you want to be seen with someone who Not could that, potentially? Be I wasn't implying that your, they're more emotionally out. I'm okay. just like they, they probably have experienced I, being with a crying woman before. When I wrote the question, the intention of it was, do you fear being in public with someone who's crying who could be considered your romantic partner? So, like, I, I think of that as, like, because of couples crying at brunch. That's really what inspired that. Because I have a fascination with that. Anyway, next call. <laughs> Hi, Malls. Um, this is Katie calling. I'm 23. I live in California, um, the Bay Area. Um, okay, so my question involves my mom. Basically, my parents got divorced like 10 years ago, and pretty much right after they got divorced, my mom started up a relationship with a man who was married. Um, I always kind of knew when I was younger that she was seeing somebody, but it was very hush-hush. No one really talked about it. And so it wasn't until like within this past year that she really opened up to me about him and I learned that he was married. He's always been married. She's always just, like, been his, like, you know, piece on the side. I feel so bad saying that about my mom, but that's, you know, really what she is. And um, she kind of has this, like, delusion that he one day will, like, leave his wife for her. And it's literally never going to happen. This man is... Mormon and very like heavily Mormon like he works in the church and like um it's like a leader in the community I guess and he kind of like holds that against my mom in a way he's like if I ever left my wife for you it would you know if people found out I was cheating on her it would ruin my image in the church and it would ruin my family's image and it would ruin their lives and like we're not religious at all so it's kind of like 
I guess, something that we don't, I don't have to deal with. So um, I don't really get it. But, you know, my my mom kind of, like, has this, like, hope that he's going to leave his family for her. And it's just, like, really just not ever going to happen. She's been with him for so long. Um, she says she loves him like she's, like, never loved anybody else. My mom is, like, an incredibly smart woman. She's, like, um, a boss bitch businesswoman who, in, like, all other aspects of her life is, like, has it, like, under control and she's rocking it. But, like, in this one, she just can't seem to, like, open her eyes to, like, the situation. Um, I don't want to be too critical of her because she just opened up to me. I want to be able to, like, approach this with her in, like, a constructive way. So basically my question is, what, how can I talk to her? How can I let her know, like, I'm concerned, but I'm not critical. I don't want to, like, explode at her and get angry, which, you know, I kind of am, but I want to keep myself under control so that she can, like, see that I really just am concerned about her. Um, I love your podcast. I love listening every week. So hopefully you can advise. Thank you. Girl, this is a real pickle. I don't, I mean, Tino, just you start, please. That is a situation, my darling. Um, I, uh, so in that kind of, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. So in that kind of a situation, I, I think you have to think of it as she is your mom. She's not like a friend. So you can't come out like you would a friend, like say, hey, girl, I'm concerned and worried about what's happening with you because this dude is married and you're a side piece. But this is your mom. So you have to have a level of respect. Yeah. What do you well, OK, so here's the thing. She and her her mom has been divorced since she was 13 years old. So I would guess since her mom was like single, like her single mom, I don't know. I'm sure the dad was still in the picture somewhat, but I'm sure she and her mom have developed somewhat of a of a more friendly relationship as she's gotten older because he must be very close, yeah, right? Like Gilmore Girl style. But and not even that, just like, you know, like I can my mom and I have been pretty much able to shoot each other straight since I was about 20. Our I it was very much though uh just me and her growing up. I I mean, I would say to her mom, "Look, like I had to I, you know, I won't get into that." But I will say that I would have to say to her, Mom, I love you. But if this winds up blowing up in your face, I can't be a part of it. Because this has disaster written all over it. And I feel like you're being disrespected. And I love you. And it's really hard for me to watch you be in a situation with someone that's like basically told you flat out that it's never going to happen between you guys more than it already is. You deserve to find someone who's there for you. And if you insist on staying with this guy, I, I did this. Please just don't ex- like, please don't come to me to help you fix that because I can't, I've, I can't. And like that, cause that's the truth is that you're 23 and you can't deal with this drama. You need to be like working on your life. This is very like young, behavior on your mom's part and it's very just uh it's just juvenile and harmful and not you know I mean it sounds like she's going through a hard time and she needs help but like girl you're in like the prime of your life in the terms of just like this is where you set yourself up so that you don't wind up in a situation like that and um yeah I'd just be straight up with her about it Tina, let's do some tape tops. Okay. Are you a Christina as well? I am. What's okay? Oh, God. We're like 
full of Christina's. I love it. Um, how would you murder someone and get rid of the body? Okay, this is perfect, actually, because I know a spot. <laughs> okay. So I'm a big fan of shovels on the head. Because, like, if you hit it hard enough, they can just die instantly. It's not just a pass-out situation. Yeah. Then you have no blood. Right. Like, if there's no blood, there's no fucking mess. How right. is there no He's, blood? Because you hit them really hard on the back of the head right here. Like, right here. And it knocks them out. And it just, like, it disconnects their vertebrae from their brain. And you die. Okay. But I'm sure this shovel must have some sort of... No, I'm going to burn that shit. Yeah. So uh, there's this spot behind my mom's house that's like a crick, crick thingy. Uh-huh. And like it's so fast and rushing. So uh, the body would just disappear. See, okay. I would worry about someone discovering that body. So nope. I yeah. <laughs> I do it late at night. I wear all black. And then where would you burn the shovel? And a fire pit in my mom's backyard. My mom's, not my own. Okay. Now, does your mom live like what if you commit this murder like 200 miles away would how would you get the body see i don't drive this would so. have to be someone I, so i would get my best friend samantha to help me because we have this deal when we were little that if if we kill someone we're gonna help each other drag the body across the floor okay i've told you i'm dark and twisty this, this <laughs> i'm just thinking to myself this podcast is going on the internet so you might want to change some names and scenarios <laughs> You asked. I know. I know. It's true. Keep going. So Samantha would help you out. She would drive the body. No, I'm I'm stronger than she is. Okay. No, but she she would drive it. Oh, drive it. I said drag it. Yeah. And then you drag it out to the creek. Mm -hmm. Okay. Chill. Um, (laughs) What would you ask Hugh Hefner if he came to dinner? What really happened between him and Holly? Yeah. I, I love that show, The Girls Next Door. Did you read her book? I tried to find it at the airport. I, I got early so I could do Hudson News time. Yeah. Was not there. God bless you. So I'm going to have to Amazon it. Did you get anything at Hudson News? Um, Some Milky Way. Mm. But I had a book with me. I, was, I just read that instead. You brought us chocolates from Disneyland. B, go pick a chocolate. B is here now. Yes, we have chocolate. B is excited. I told you I bring treats, B. When did you get into the most trouble as a teenager? I never, ever got into trouble because I was the mom. I was not the teenager. I totally believe what, you. Is that something like about Christina's with the K's in general with just the moms? It's got to be. We're a part yeah. of a club, girl. <laughs> What's your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve is people who chew on their nails. Me too. It's not my biggest. I just don't no, like I it. No, I can't. I've literally slapped people's hands away from their faces. Not you guys. Don't worry. Like my sister. That's my biggest problem. I'm like, mm. Yeah. Don't like that. I'm like, Why? Girl, Because it just shows gross. a your lack hands of control. touch fucking everything and things get under your nose. You put it in your mouth. That is how you get hand, foot, and mouth disease. But which, like if you could, if you're, because I'm a germaphobe, so I keep my hands clean. I'm eating some of B's chocolate. It doesn't matter because you touch this, you touch that. Think how many times a day your hands touch anything and it gets under your nails. And I work in childcare, so hand, foot, and mouth disease is a common thing. Where it's I've like never had. I've yeah, I've, and with I've all the freak- balls you're juggling, Christina. Yeah. <laughs> I've been a frequent. I've been a frequent nail biter, and I've never. I've never had hand, foot, mouth disease or whatever. You're gonna get it. <laughs> like, I've had foot and mouth disease, but yeah. But like all of a sudden, gonorrhea of the mouth. I'm totally <laughs> unsure why gonorrhea of the fingertips. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I think there's, I think there's bigger things to get irritated. Or like in. when they make that noise, that <laughs> you crunching know, noise. You can get gonorrhea of the eyes if you're born through a vaginal canal with gonorrhea. 
Probably. That's why they recommend C-sections for a lot of women with gonorrhea. Anyway. What skill do you possess that most people don't know about? What skill that know about me or know about the skill? That don't know about the skill. I don't have skills. Um, Are you really good at making anything? No. <laughs> no food or like crafts or... Are you really good at buying gifts? I'm really good at gift wrapping because I worked at Hallmark for eight years. Okay. I, I, can bl- I can blow up balloons like no one's business. Can you help someone pick the perfect greeting card? Yes. Okay. How do you know how to do that? So you have to read the situation. Okay. You have to know if the person's like age mm-hmm. and then if they're girly or not girly. Okay. But like what about the customer? What do you need to know about the customer? Nothing. But you don't feel like it's if about it's the like person, an older no. man. It's about the person you're buying it for. Because you don't give a card to somebody that's a card that you like it. You're giving it because they're going to like it. Yeah, but the context is also like, this is what I picked for you. Hmm. I've never really thought of it that way. I'm just saying that I think I'm going to start working at Hallmark soon and I'm going to climb that company ladder like nobody's goddamn I've business. I've got news for you. I was one of 80 stores nationwide that closed down because we're all closing. Ugh. I got let go. It was terrible. And I'm sorry. I, I cry a lot about it. Really? It was eight years of my life. It was a big chunk of my income. Yeah. I mean, it was only a weekend job, but that's still. But you got a better job now, right? I, I went back to the daycare I quit before. So, yeah. Right. Have you ever walked in on anyone having sex? My parents. Oh, boy. Was a moment. How old were you? Old enough to know better, and I still did it. I was probably seven. And, like, okay, so my mom and my dad are both alcoholics. So my mom used to stir her drink with her ice like this. And you would hear it. I didn't hear it, which I should have known better. But like I hear all this noise is coming from the room. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And they were just full on up against the dresser. And I was like, <sighs> turned away and ran and cried about it. Oh, on the dresser. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Well, he's not my dad. He's my stepdad. Oh. So even more traumatizing. Did they like try to come and explain it to no, you? What happened? No, no, no. Oh my God. They I, finished. Like- <laughs> <laughs> And then my they, mom. They went right back to fucking yeah. after that. And then my mom was just like, I wonder if Tina's okay. And I was like, <laughs> in my bed. And we oh, haven't, we haven't talked about the moment. I don't, I don't, I won't bring it up to them now. Like I'm 27. It's been 10, 20 years. How old am I? Yeah. 20 years. Christ. But like my younger sister doesn't know that story. So hopefully she doesn't listen to this pod. <laughs> Oh, I can't boy. believe they finished. Yeah, they finished. <laughs> That's, I mean, honestly, I just say respect. That's some like, I'm just saying, especially if they're drunk, the fact they that they're like, were. that they can finish like that is just great. I'm good for them. Uh, if you could hang out with any band of outlaws, who would it be? Band of outlaws, like yeah. Bonnie and Clyde, I guess. Oh, um. Beyonce and Jay Z in oh my 2003. God, that'd be so cool. Beyonce, Diva to Diva. Let's chill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Diva to Diva. I have things that I need to show her and she needs to show me. What would you show Beyonce? She's doing the hair flip wrong. It really pisses me off. What? Every few days she does something and I'm like, Beyonce, we've talked about this. Well, how is she doing the hair flip wrong? She does this thing where she like cracks her neck when she does it. Girl, you look straight and you do it. 
But she cracks too high up. I just, it's a pet peeve, I guess. What extent have you gone to when you've had a crush on a celebrity? Tweet them relentlessly till they tweet me back and then come out and find them. Who? Hi, Malls. I'm just kidding. No. No, no, no. <laughs> but like a guy. So, no, there was, um, it's actually, um, I had a crush on someone who was in a band and he was having a show and I tweeted him and he told me, oh, come to the show and we'll hang out. And I came and I had a crush and then he became kind of an asshole. But who? It's, his name's David Hudson. And who is he? He's Katy Perry's brother. <sighs> he has a band called Hudson. And I know he knows I liked him. I know everyone knows I liked him. And I think he knew. So he tried to ring me in. And then it just, he just dropped me like it never, like it never mattered. And it really stung and it really hurt. And it was last year. Well, wait, what do you mean he brought you in? How was he a dick to you? Because, like, we, well, he followed me on Twitter. We talked all the time. Yeah. Life was fun. And then he just deleted me off of Twitter and never talked to me again. And that's after you met? Yeah. And when you met, was it totally cool? Yeah. Casual, hanging out, said I was so happy I was here. He couldn't believe I was here. But, you know, that's just a guy. Yeah. And he's in the rock star phase. He thinks he's going to be something big. Do you think there was, like, a romantic connection? I don't know. I think I wanted it to happen. Yeah. yeah. Does he date anyone? I, he dates lots of girls. Oh. He really does. <sighs> All right. Last question. What's your personal hell? My personal hell? Oh, man. I'd say being, being trapped at daycare past closing hours with multiple kids still there screaming. Oh, yeah. Is there a late fee? There is. We, we are open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. And if you do not pick up by 6 p.m., it is a $2 fee every minute you are late. And some parents still don't pick up till 6.30. Yeah, my mom uh, was always like the last one to get me. <laughs> well, we, we have like 559ers, the ones that come in right as we're closing. Yeah. And they're fine because if you clock in at the time, you're, you're there. I love it. Um, okay, let's go back to the questions. All right, guys, we have a letter. I'm going to read it. Hi, Malls and all. Important info for you. I'm 28, live in Boston, and I'm in a long-term relationship. My main interests, other than Netflix, are trying new bars and restaurants and going to rock shows. My problem with my main interest is that I haven't found out that I haven't found that it's that great a way to meet female friends. I feel uncomfortable doing these things without my boyfriend because if I'm alone, men see that as an invite. And also, you sh- you know how it is in Boston. People think you're insane if you're a solo stranger talking to them. I have tried. I've been happy keeping busy with work, my boyfriend, family, and a couple girlfriends in the last few years who aren't friends with each other. They're very different people. But my siblings live out of state now, and I'm realizing I don't have much in common with my girlfriends anymore. My boyfriend and I are the best of friends and love doing all the same things, which is so great. But it would be nice to have my own group of girlfriends for a different kind of love and support. I just want a bomb lady friend or two. So what I'm asking is, how do I find my tribe? which I believe is a reference to Meredith's uh, episode where we talked about RuPaul saying, uh, know your vibes and find your tribe. I love that. Um, But Ryan also talked about finding his gay tribe when he moved to LA. Yes, you must find your gay tribe. So Boston, I don't know how old you are, but I have to say that Boston, um, there's a lot of opportunities to do really cool stuff that doesn't feel like that traditional, like, you should join a book club sort of thing. Um, 
Like there's volunteer work is huge in Boston. I did so much volunteer work when I was living there. Granted, I was a student, but it's something that's very like prevalent. Community gardens are big in the summer. I don't know if it's too late for you to do that, but you can rent a community garden plot if that's something you're interested in. It's pretty cheap and it's kind of a chick thing to do. Um, it might be a fun project for you and your boyfriend as well. Um, and it's very easy to start up a conversation with someone when you're doing something like gardening. Um, I don't know. I think that I think that going to boutiques is not a bad idea. My mom used to make a lot of like st- like start a lot of friendships and see a lot of friendships develop like in her consignment store. Um, I think that's really not a bad idea. What about you, Tina? What do you think? Like, I know if you go to the same local, like, coffee shop every day, you find other locals there and just start talking one day. Yeah. Like, I see, um, trying to think of stuff like, I live in Seattle, so it's not the same as Boston, but we're big like Boston. Right. So, like, there's all kinds of things we do all the time there. Like, like, we go to coffee shops and I have at least 25 people who just go to the same spot as me. That's how I know them. Right. I mean, but here's the thing is that you... <laughs> I have a vivacious outgoing. I have a sense that you would have no problem walking up to a stranger and being like, hey, like your shirt, want to party? Like, I <laughs> that is see how that it being you, right? Honestly, but yeah. Not everyone's like that. And Boston is very East Coast. It's kind of similar to New York, where if you walk up to a stranger, you're a little bit of a weirdo, unless it's like kind of a romantic situation. Um, Charles River Boating Club, if you like sailing, you can sail there. Um, I learned how to sail there. I think it costs a dollar. I don't know if that's for all ages, but I think it is. I was going to say, maybe like take some sort of class, whether it's like a fitness class or a cooking Ooh, class yeah. or a sort of sewing class. Like, yeah. You yoga. just bond over those kind of things. And like, you know, it's like making friends when you're back at school. Like it's the same sort of principle as like you're all in a room stuck together learning something and you might need help with each other and that sort of like – asking for help leads to a bigger conversation and a bonding. Yeah, no, I have a secret fantasy of joining this new bar studio in my neighborhood, which I like. Anyway, I'm just going to I'm just going to brush over what I was about to say. But I have a fantasy about going there and finding a new group of girlfriends, which I'm really excited about. It's probably just going to be me and Armenian ladies, which is fine. But I feel like I could blend in. Mm -hmm. All right. You guys, here's our your appreciated comment of the week. It's from Fish Pockets Double Zero. Oh, Malls. Molly McAleer is, in her own words, a nightmare disguised as a daydream. I should correct that it's a nightmare dressed like a daydream, which is a Taylor Swift lyric I said. But I, I like that you picked up on that. Um, I just want to say that's not me. Um, she dished advice out with a vernacular that's unique. She sounds like her vocabulary is a millennial mashed with a surfer. Her guests and her have a lot of fun dishing out the kindest, tough love to callers looking for advice. The show is something I look forward to on Wednesdays. Thanks, Malls, for making my Wednesday commute pleasant. Was this review helpful? Yes! Thanks, you guys. If you want to have your comment right on the show, please go to iTunes, leave five stars, and write a comment that's kind of flavorful. Would appreciate that very much. Let's go back to the calls. Hey Molly. Okay, so um my friend, I don't want to call her my best friend because she's really not anymore, but for a long time she was my best friend. Um of like I've known her probably over ten years. We're both twenty five. Um she is kind of like really abrasive sometimes in the way that she talks to me. 
either she like purposely makes the tone in her voice sound extremely bored about whatever I'm talking about, or she just says, just she'll like for instance, just now she was mad about one of you know something that another friend had done to her, and um, I was just talking to her about how like Venus is in retrograde <laughs> and like the horoscopes and stuff. And she just interrupted me and was like, that all sounds really crazy and negative. And I believe in the law of attraction. And if you're going to walk around thinking this stuff for the next month, hopefully it'll be a good month, um, that you're going to draw this stuff into your life. And if you just try to do good things for people, bad things won't happen to you. And I just felt like I would never say that whatever she just told me is crazy, especially if it's a light, like, fun topic like horoscopes. And um, so, you know, I'm a rational person, so I, you know, asked her what was wrong, and she ended up telling me that she was mad at another friend or whatever, didn't apologize or anything, didn't see the fault in anything that she had just said to me. I didn't even bring it up. I was just, I just gave her advice on what was bothering her and, like, left it at that, and I haven't talked to her since, you know. And I don't know, like, I don't, do you think that this is, like, reason enough to cut this person out of my life? Like, we went a year without talking over something like this, and um, she, we just recently, like, became friends again, like, I don't know, maybe four or five weeks ago, like, we haven't been friends that long, and she's already like saying stuff like this to me and I feel like it's because she's a little bit of a narcissist and feels like she has the upper hand over me because she thinks that she's prettier than me and like you know she goes we're both in school like she for the exact same thing she goes to a better school than I do and I don't know if I'm like (laughs) making this scenario up in my head or if like it really does sound like she's being like this but that's just the way that I feel and I don't know I just want to know what you think about it what your advice is sorry if this is really long <laughs> thanks you sound like such a sweetie and she sounds like such a psycho bitch and I literally would never speak to her again done she sounds fucking nuts like that's like who wants that that's so that's so negative and like her who is she to say first of all if she said law of attraction she shouldn't have said, hopefully it'll be a good month, because apparently if you believe in law of attraction, you say it will be a good month. So also, like, if she believes in law of attraction, why is she, like, sitting there like a sourpuss, like, taking out her stuff on you? Like, that's so weird. Like, I hate girls like that, that, like, the next day after being a total cunt to you for no reason, they're like, sorry, I had my period. Like, who cares? I have my period every month. That doesn't mean I get to like verbally abuse people in my life and then be like, oh no, this is an excuse to be like, have super bad behavior. I just think you got to like, if you communicate and say, look, I'm not in a great mood today. I'm going to start from this place here. So, you know, I'm not in a good mood today. And then you can be a little bit of of a sourpuss. But if you don't communicate, you can't do that. You can't come clean later and be like, oh, well, I'm taking things out on you and calling your very, like, sweet, harmless advice, lighthearted advice crazy or idiotic or make it sound like you are trying to come from a bad place when all you're trying to do is help her and appease her when she's having this, like, probably inane, stupid issue. So whatever. Tina, what do you think? 
I think that if something like that is weighing on your mind so much, because like obviously it's bothering you because you called, please advise, that you need to let it go and just be free. Have you ever to dump a friend? Me? Yeah. I have not, no. Really? I have let a friend go, but I have not been let go. No, but I'm saying, yeah, like how have you let friends go? Like how do you do that? Uh, oh, it was messy. But like you start out easy, like um, just delete them from your phone so you're not tempted to text them or call them. And if they text you or call you, you don't have to answer it because you don't know the number or, you know, it's not there. And then if they like come in contact with you, you can just be like, hey, you know, we're going different paths. We're different people. I'm a much positive, more person than you are. We have very different interests because obviously right. the horoscope thing is not her thing. Right. You know, I I consider myself a girl's girl, but I don't like girlfriend relationships that feel like they have the same qualities of, as a romantic relationship. Yeah. Where it's like this like intense passion and you like fight like that or you like want to text them something neat. Like I don't I don't get that. I've never responded to that and I feel like there are some women that like to fight like that. It's like they have their outlets their outlet in life. Yeah, they treat their girlfriends like boyfriends. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, fuck her. Sorry. Move on. Next call. Hi, Malls. My name is Madeline. I'm 23 and right now I'm living in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I just tried to leave a message that, and I got cut off, so I'll try to make this one not so rambly. Um, just a little bit of background info. In May 2014, I graduated from NYU Tisch with a BFA in dramatic writing and film production. I really want to get involved in TV and television writing. Um, but since I graduated, I kind of lost my way a little bit. I kind of had what you might call a mental breakdown, personal issues, and um, I ended up moving back home with my parents, hence me being in Jacksonville right now. Um, I've been hostessing at a restaurant, but I've also been working really hard on pilots and specs in my portfolio, and I'm moving to LA in three months, which is really scary. I'm so scared. I think it's the scariest thing I've ever done. And my question isn't to you isn't, how does one get involved in the industry? Because I know that that's like a really nebulous thing that there's no direct answer to because there's no set path into the industry. You know, I've heard 50 different versions of the same rigmarole of you should try to assist it, get PA gigs, mail rooms, you know, whatever. My question is more how, what advice would you give to someone who maybe kind of wants to be something a little bit like you? You know, I want to be a television writer. I would also maybe like to, you know, write for the internet kind of like you have. Um, someone who's about to move to Los Angeles who wants to get involved in this crazy industry and often finds themselves in a fragile headspace, you know, how does one thrive? In a recent podcast of yours, you said, you, and I'm paraphrasing, you were talking about yourself and you said something to the effect of, um, I had a manic depressive episode, you know, as one does when you're creative and young and in transition, and I feel like that's very much me right now. And I would love to hear your thoughts about, you know, I feel like a lot of times advice is career-oriented, and I'm kind of more hoping for something, I guess, life-oriented, you know? How do you thrive, I guess, is what I'm wondering. So, please advise. Okay, so, like, you can't pull that shit when you first move out here. So, like, you can't really afford to be depressed or, like, have that luxury. I had a friend when I first moved out here. We were both secretaries at a 
and we're like literally secretaries uh, at this advertising place. I mean, movie standees and she was Russian and she, uh, she said, Russians don't get depressed because we don't have time to be depressed. And that was really something that I took on a lot throughout my early time here. There were moments where I would take time to, um, as I talk about in my book, like when I, when I had to get put on clonopin because I was having panic attacks, I didn't know it. Do you know how long I let that go on? Like I let that go on for like almost a full year or like eight months before I even did anything about it. And it's just because you have to get a really thick skin because the, the, the other answer to your question is that you just like throw yourself into it. When you come out here, sign up for UCB classes, start going to lots and lots of shows, not just at UCB, but like all sorts of things that you're interested in. Take writing workshops, keep writing, like try and get a, exactly like that, that get a PA job, like get a job doing coverage at a production company, all that stuff. It's that's, that's just the answer. The answer to your question is just do it. But I do think that if you're already going coming into this, like concerned about your mental health, like I just say I'm 31. I feel like I earned my mental health stripes. Like I got to be 27 and finally like broke down after like years of not taking care of myself. And that was the expense that I, that, that my like whatever little like moment of success I was having at that time, especially I, I had just run at life a hundred miles an hour to get there. And so, yeah, I, uh, I think that you need to find a therapist. You don't have time to waste doing like mental health shit. When you move out here, spend an hour a week in therapy, make sure you're on some good meds, maybe save some time. If you're feeling that unstable, like if you identify as an unstable person, like that's probably not the best time to move out here because, you know, as something like this week, something happened where it was like another, it was just like an interview, th- not an interview, but it was like a, a thing. And ultimately the answer was no. And it didn't affect me at all. And I realized on the way home that I would have normally been so upset, but I'm just so used to like hearing no because thousands and thousands of no's will happen and you'll get like one yes that like it just doesn't bother me anymore. And I don't think it, I don't think it ever really did bother me too much. So you have to be in a place where you can like handle rejection and all of that stuff. Cause it's really what most of this is. So yeah, just do that. Not to be negative. Like, look, like it's also, uh, if you can, if you can, you know, if you want to write for the internet, you can do that. A lot of people do that. All you have to do is start a blog and then, you know, submit things to websites like Hello Googles and Thought Catalog that publish people who submit. Um, you can make that happen. It's not hard. There's no special trick. You just got to do it. Tina, how would you make it if you came out here? Oh, man. Well, I'm not a writer or anything. I have childcare experience. What would be your, <laughs> what would be like at your dream career? If you could do something like a, do something in entertainment, what would your dream career be? I want to be like Ryan Seacrest. Oh, I interview all of the celebrities and like I don't think that's unattainable. I'll tell you that. I mean, I have a sparkle. You do. <laughs> You're Halloween and sparkle and sass and sass. So like that and Just like, like Ryan Seacrest. But I don't have a drive to do that. It's not part of what my dream no, is. That's okay. 
which I'm sure people have that, and that's good. Try to reach for it. If oh, you can. a lot of people have it, and it's great, but it's also sad because not everyone can do it, as you all know. Right. Not everyone can be Ryan Seacrest. Not everybody can be a writer. Not everybody can be Ryan Seacrest. And that's the title <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> Blessed. <laughs> it's just, yeah. So like. By the way, did you go as Joy Behar for Halloween? I did not. I was a bumblebee. Remember? Get out of here. No, I'm I know. So I just wanted you to admit it on the podcast that you didn't take my amazing advice to go as two t- 2012 but Joy But do you Behar. know, I made that my Facebook status and it had like eight, 85 likes. Everyone commented. They were like, who is Molly? <laughs> so I think you, you probably gained 80 followers on Twitter. That was all me, girl. You're welcome. But girl, all I'm saying is, is next year. Joy Behar. Yeah. And if you don't do it. You're going to kill me? We're going to remove this episode from the archives no. permanently. Episode 54 will be a mystery. It'll be the fame. Bermuda Triangle of Please Advise episodes. God. And then, yeah, and then actually you will, I'll, I will send you personally to the Bermuda Triangle with Christina and this houseplant if they continue to disrespect me. By the way, I can't keep, I cannot stop thinking about how threatened Christina Lopez is by my relationship, my burgeoning friendship with her coworkers. <laughs> I've been thinking about that nonstop. <laughs> Christina. She's like, Arms folded. Any, I always that's it's not a defensive thing that I just na- that I just naturally stand like that. Uh, any any um, update up. on Godmother? No, I just, I just um, no. I explained this in the episode where we were talking about that weird waiter that we went for a Christmas please advise dinner. Yeah, like it's like it's the boobs thing. I just like having them like secure. I don't know. Like she <laughs> likes to hug her boobs a little bit. I don't Tina, do, that, do you like I to hug go. them titties? I let him go. No, yeah, I know. You do. You have that. Mine are always, I call it You have that hello. glee posture, if you will. They're out for hello is what I call it. Oh, okay. But I'm pretty, I'm conservative. I hide it. When you go out, do you ever let the girls out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? I okay. got a couple of dresses that are like, peek-a-boo. Can you send me? Oh, really? Okay, so wait, where, because I love your dress right now. Where do you shop? I shop at a plus size store called Torrid. Okay. Is that like the hip one? It's it's like hot couture. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wait, really? Yes. Okay. Wait, what's that? Just like fashion. Oh, you mean like hot couture, like fa- actual? I didn't know if that was like an additional brand. Okay, no, 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 I no. get you. I get it's you. It's just the kind of clothes it is. I mean, because they have like plus size clothes at any store, but it's not going to look good. Yeah. yeah. You want something that's like fl- fun and flirty, not yeah, like flowy and covering. My, I, I like to match my personality with my clothes. Like this is loud and bright and like here I am. I was I spent a lot of time on the Lane Bryant website this week. I don't want to talk about why, but I did, and uh, I liked some of the pants. Lane I liked Bryant, some of the pants. I don't like Lane, Lane Bryant. To me, is because I'm. I mean, I'm 27. I'm in the younger mm-hmm. area. I think that's like 40 plus. Yeah, but there was a nice. There was some nice black stretch pants, stretch like trouser stretch pant front things so you feel like with you're the little some weight. No, I was shopping for a friend. Okay, well, it's nice of you. Yeah, super nice of you. Yeah, not to not to brag, but you know, sometimes to do that. Yeah. Um, See, no, Lane Bryant has nice like bras in like lingerie section. Beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful bras. In fact, that's what I'm wearing right now. You are a Lane Bryant bra. Yes. You, oh, want to show me in the bathroom? Oh, oh, Tina, show me. Oh, it's perp. I got. Oh no. my god, it's the same color as my fingernails, girl. B, is that why you were just pointing at me? Because it's the same color as my fingernails. <laughs> Um, Meant to be, Molly. Wow. Jeez. Um, All right. Well, Tina, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter under, it's at at Tina Loves You, L-U-V-S-U, and on Instagram as Tina the Diva. Tina the Deves. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much. Uh, You guys, that was episode 54. Please advise. 
You guys can join our show by calling us at 323-450-7408. I just burped in the middle of that. I'll say it again. 323-450-7408. You can email us. Get askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. That's where you can send your letters or your voice notes. We really love your voice notes, by the way. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram. Join us on our little group on Facebook. We're on soundcloud.com slash pleaseadvise. And please also subscribe to us on iTunes and rate us there. It means so much when you do. We love your we love your social love. It means a lot. And thank you so much, you guys. We got some recent stats, and we are really just like blown away to see how much our audience has grown. It means a lot to us. And um, you know, like mama needs to make that money because like I had to keep myself in all these furs and all these jewels. So there's that. Tina, do you have a free advice for us? Yes. So I was just at Disneyland mm-hmm. and I noticed a lot of unnecessary stroller use for children who are not like three and below. Oh, God, I hate it. So lays. You guys are taking up all the space for your 10-year-old to sit. 10 years old, you're saying. Giant children to sit in a – like their legs are dangling over the, the corner, like dragging on the floor. I'm like, if you – if your feet can touch beyond that little pedal thing, yeah. get the fuck up and walk your ass I don't around think the park. I, I don't think I had a stroller past the age of one and a half, to no. be honest. I uh-uh. think I was just fucking roaming these streets. No, and like I, a lot of us, the parents don't want to like hold their kid's hand or look after them. But it's like you're taking your kids to a really big park. Just hold their hand. The stroller is huge. Taking up space while you're walking in line and you're hitting people with it. Here's my question. So you work in childcare. I do. Do you think we should be keeping kids alive who have peanut allergies? <laughs> oh, well, be, be. All right, well, that's a real question. Here's so, some Darwinism well, here's for us. We've been keeping these weak people alive. That, to be honest, yeah. they wouldn't have made it during Pilgrim times. So, well, my daycare is peanut free. Yeah, gross. We're, we're not allowed to Why have it. Why do we do that? It's so stupid. Because, well, and you know, I don't know if you guys, you don't have kids. So I don't know. You might know. I don't know. Um, kids under two cannot have peanuts anyway. I'm just going to smear my newborn infant all in some peanut butter. I'm just going to take it to Whole Foods and roll. I'm going to put it next to that <laughs> little thing that like you can just make the fresh mm-hmm. peanut butter. I like that it's going to be my... like Whole Foods, not yeah. Jeff. <laughs> That's going to be. No, of course not. No, my baby's going to get covered in all natural peanuts. Continue. Yeah, so no, I don't think we should off the peanut people. <laughs> what about other allergies we keep people alive with? Like that it's just like, why? Okay, well, you know what? I, I'm allergic to something that's kind of crazy. What? I'm allergic to rice. Why? You, you couldn't be Hispanic. I can't be Asian. <laughs> I can't be Hispanic. And most white people. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not uh, – I could give or take rice. Well, the thing with rice though is I can't have rice powders in almost everything. Cereal. I can't have any cereal. It's in some makeup. I only wear Avon makeup because it's all rice-free. Oh. Remember you were talking about Avon like the very first episodes and I was like, hey. Yeah. I totally have Avon. Well, no, I love Avon. It was Ed who took great offense to me suggesting he sell Avon. Damn, Ed. Oh, I don't think I said it was Ed. (laughs) But now, well, you guys, now you know. (laughs) I told Ed he should sell Avon and he got really, really mad and brought it up to me like six months later. It was like, Why? (laughs) You tell me I should sell Avon. I went to Boston. I was like, what the fuck's wrong with Avon? I'd sell Avon right now. In now fact, you, now I'd you, Ed send me a starter me, right? kit. You can, you can sell Ed. It'll just keep Tina in makeup. She's, she's yeah. so, so thankful. Will you make me your Avon girl if I – will you ditch your Avon, current Avon person? It's my mom. Fuck your mother. <gasps> All right. I know. She didn't even console you after she – like you caught her fucking <laughs> – 
So my mom has been. She one finished. Of, I she hope finished. your mom finished as well, though. I hope it wasn't just your stepdad. Like I hope Don't that they wanna... both got theirs. <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry. Why do we talk like this here? Because you guys are all a little crazy. Depraved. A little I crazy. had to have Christina edit out in the in the episode <laughs> with Sam Mags. I had to the what you heard, even that filth you heard, was a severely edited down version. <laughs> I cut at least like eight minutes. <laughs> my Jeez. mind was in a dark, perverted place that day. I really don't know what happened to me. I'm really terrified uh, to continue to. Uh, but what were the ratings like on that episode? <laughs> They were not bad, not bad. what if they like it more? Um, well, you guys, thank you so much, Tina. Um, do you have any final words you want to say before you leave us? Just keep listening to Please Advise. Oh, keep <laughs> doing you, girl. Thank you so much for your support. Of course. You're my queen. Oh. oh. Bye.